Are earthquakes and pestilence a sign of the end? Next up on this episode of the Kingdom Project Podcast. That's right. That's a new episode. Welcome. You're listening to the Kingdom Project Podcast, and I have discussions here on biblical theology and interpretation with an emphasis on context, context, and context, along with grace. And the goal is to promote biblical literacy by displacing and debunking most modern interpretations that come out of the evangelical industrial complex, right? So the challenge is to then engage in a healthy conversation that could definitely stretch, but it should sharpen iron. I'm your host, Marcus Hall. Thanks for tuning in and streaming and doing it, whatever it is that you do to listen to this show thanks so much check us out on facebook instagram and occasionally on twitter where i like to troll people like jim baker and chris valentin and often gets in trouble so (laughs) i want to talk about earthquakes and pestilence of course pestilence comes because right now we're going through the covid19 crisis the pandemic of the world right now globally that came from China. It's a Chinese virus. Uh, Somebody probably ate a bat or something from the wet market. And China, being the uh, crazy authoritarian government that they are, had uh, kept this hush-hush. They were uh, arresting people and killing them and whatnot. And this was kept secret for well over a month, maybe two months. Uh, That's not the point of this episode, though. Somebody said, there's pestilence now. This is a sign of the times. And I said, uh, well, you know, pestilence, really, you got to look at something more like the plague, like the bubonic plague, the the black, you know, I mean, it's complete, utter devastation um, that can take out, you know, 30% or more of a population. Uh uh so that could be up for debate is what i'm trying to say and then somebody the same person said well there's earthquakes there's an increase of earthquakes i said there's you know i said when when has there been a time when there's never really been or you know when has there not been a time when uh (laughs) there wasn't earthquakes and there wasn't you know, as far as a virus, a pestilence go, this happens for the last 500 years or so. This happens once every 100 years. Uh, so that's not really great evidence to say it's a sign of a time or, a sign, you know, and furthermore, we're going to see in the Bible where it's only mentioned like once by Jesus. So as of right now, let's just all you got to do is search you know but if you go to volcano discovery uh there's plenty of websites that that track earthquakes all right so there's been 364 earthquakes in 2020 this is not unusual at all this is all over the world okay um most of which are the are two point earth earthquakes you know you have the richter scale uh, which we'll talk about Richter for um, for just a second once we get into this. But earthquakes happen every day. Every day there's an earthquake. All right. Furthermore, I want to just talk about pestilence for a moment. 
Like I just said, it's a deadly disaster. It's usually a disease. It affects an entire uh, community. Okay, the Black Plague, like I said, in Europe, it killed over 30% of the population. All right, so that was a pestilence. Now, <clears throat> in the Bible, and people will say pestilence is a sign of God's judgment on a nation or a group of people, but they say usually leave a nation or group of people out. They say it's a sign of God's judgment. That's true. However, you're only going to find this in Deuteronomy 32, 1 Chronicles, First Chronicles 21, Ezekiel 7, Isaiah 45, Ezekiel 5, Amos 4. And then you see it in Revelation. My knowing my view of end times being a preterist, that Revelation is directly tied to the old covenant, the Mosaic covenant. Pestilence then, as you can see, the majority of pestilence, plague or disaster and death happens under the old covenant therefore god's judgment on a nation or a group of people would have been israel <laughs> all right um which is what i believe you see in the book of revelation so god's not handing out judgment on a group of people or sin sinful people today because there's a new covenant and i've gone over that in the COVID episode all right so I would also like to point out when I was looking this up and researching a little bit on what people say, they will make some errors. And what I mean by that, not just what I've already put forth on the table here, I came across several statements that said things like this, <clears throat> that we never, we as Christians, we never have to experience God's pestilential judgment if we will accept his protection through faith in Christ. Or Jesus Christ. What? That's a very bad way of saying that you'll have protection and provision through pestilence. First off, there's not God's, like I said, it's not, I do, do not believe it's a judgment on people right now as far as COVID goes. But that statement says, makes it sound like that if you have faith in Jesus and you're a Christian, you will not receive the virus. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of believers that have died throughout history because of pestilence or famine and as well as earthquakes. So we cannot say that if you just believe in Christ, you have protection through your faith because we all get sick. And furthermore, we are all going to die. So these are skewed statements. They need to tease those out and uh, explain them a little bit more. I'm not on par with statements like that. Um, don't like that. Okay, so the question then, would the earthquake earthquakes that happen along with pestilence, <laughs> the COVID thing going on, is, is there biblical significance? to this all right is the planet shaking more frequently with more intensity than it ever has all right uh because many people say jesus predicted uh, a pronounced increase of earthquakes that would occur prior to his return so every time an earthquake happens and there's been many in the united states just in this year okay and we're just three months into this year 
So people start saying, man, they're putting, you know, one plus one together. The coronavirus and earthquakes, here's a sign of the time. Look at this, at what's going on. The end must be near. So is there significance to that or a spiritual significance to the virus and to earthquakes? And most importantly, for this episode, it's really earthquakes, okay? So uh, eschatology matters. That's why I, I say that. That's why there's so much eschatology on this podcast, right? It, you, If you are wondering if it truly does matter, the other question to ask then would be, does truth matter? Because if truth matters, then eschatology matters, because within the full biblical context that we have from beginning to end, it all ties together. So when we have a crisis or a pandemic that's going on, plus we have a bunch of earthquakes that are being reported, then futurists start shouting that the end of the world is near, and then more panic ensues, along with the panic that's already been laid out by the media and, and other things, okay? So if you have a biblical eschatology, then that's more, I, that I feel is more in line with the context of the Bible. You'll just, you end up shaking your head at the end time nonsense, that goes along with all the other things that are happening in the world. And you're just like, no, uh, right. So, you know, Tim LaHaye from the left behind series, all about the rapture, you know, um, he says the earthquakes and pestilence is a sign of end times, but you would have to say here that the Bible does not speak of the end of time. That's it. doesn't it only the expression, the end of time or the time of end is found in scripture, but nowhere can you find the expression, the end of time. Okay. The end of time or the time of the end speaks of the end of the age and a specific age, which was the old covenant age. Nowhere does scripture indicate that God has any plan to destroy this created world. All right. So <clears throat> this will be a lot of repeating. If you've listened to a lot of the eschatology stuff. Uh, that's okay, though, I think. But maybe a lot of people will will listen to this because of the title or whatever. However, I promote this. Okay, so according to a number of believers, okay, writers, teachers, prophecy, end time pundits, and all that, when it comes to biblical prophecy, they say that Jesus predicted in the Olivet Discourses, Matthew twenty four, that a pronounced increase. In the frequency and intensity of earthquakes, along with famines and pestilence, were going to occur just prior to his return to the earth. All right, so every time this stuff starts to happen, these people start shouting and declaring the end is near, repent, and all that. Okay, so, um, I, you know, I, I know I've already said that, but just to make that point clear, okay, <laughs> um, so all these people will say Jesus warned that earthquakes are going to increase. There's going to be more and more and more and the intensity was going to get crazier. Okay. All right. People will say then God's trying to tell us something. God's speaking to us. He's seeking to tell us that our time is short. Things like that. Okay. So before we get into the Bible, we get a look, just take a scientific look. Now, there's some people that get upset about 
scientific data um, saying because that's secular. So I don't care about what science says. I care about what the Bible says. Okay. Well, we have history to look at. We have historical records to look at to to actually see if what you believe it could be true. All right. Science is not altogether bad. All right. And this has been in the news lately, too, because of Vice President Pence. They call him a science denier. Now, there's been a few statements that he has made in the past, but the, the, the biggest one that he has made that has put the label of a science denier on him is because he believes in intelligent design. He believes God created man in his image. He has stated this, therefore he rejects evolution. Just So, just because he rejects evolution, now he just is a science denier, right? So when President Trump put him in charge of the task force over coronavirus, they were like, why would you put a science denier as the head of the task force? Well, he's not a science denier. He's working with these people that are scientists and other specialists and researchers and all that type of stuff, okay? Um, so that's just a side point to say that just, I mean, then that would mean everybody that, that disagrees with evolution and does not believe in evolution, then we are all science deniers, but that's just simply not true. Uh, we know there's a thing called gravity. Mike Pence isn't going to deny that gravity exists and we can prove that from science. I mean, these are just things that we know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it just gets so silly. All right, but it it was in 1898 that um, the seismic uh, uh, seismographs became standardized. Okay, um, the, the, at that point they could start to de uh, detect and locate earthquakes of the ma a magnitude of seven points or higher. By by the 1930s, there were 350 stations all around the world. By the 50s, um, they could start tracking six-point events globally. Today, there's over 4,000 stations. Um, they measure more than 10,000 events, um, all the way down to like two points, as I mentioned earlier. Okay, so um, Richter, okay, the Richter scale, all right? He's the originator of it. He had this to say, what one notices that with some uh, amusement that certain religious groups have picked this rather unfortunate time to insist that the number of earthquakes is increasing. In part, they are misled by the increasing number of small earthquakes that are being cataloged and listed by newer and more sensitive stations throughout the world. He said this way back in 69. Um, but He's saying people are uh, like, you really can't do that. But he says there have been, um, well, he, yeah. Does he say this? Hold on. I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, lost my quote there. But anyway, uh, his, his statement was, was demonstrating that the claimed increase in earthquake activity has no support whatsoever. When you look at recorded data that covers a period from, um, 1896 up until that point when he said that in 69. All right. Um, so there's been a ton of earthquakes through history. All right. Um, the, the number of earthquakes per decade 
um, can double at times. Uh, in the 70s, experienced the largest increase in the number of earthquakes known in history. Uh, so that 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 the end didn't happen then. <laughs> so there's all these statistics and everything that have been published and everything, and you can look at that. I'm not going to go through them all, you know, but uh, you can ask, have they found any marked difference between the frequency of earthquakes since early 1900s with the earlier centuries, okay? And one quote I found is that there is no indication that seismic, seismic activity has increased or diminished appreciably throughout historic times. Uh, another guy said, for earlier centuries, we do not have the same reliable statistics, but there are no indications at all of any increase in the activity in the course of time. Okay, so as ancient records became more and more sparse and incomplete, the farther back in time we go, it's only natural that we have more and better information from the latest centuries, obviously, of our technology. Okay, so what do these seism uh, seismo I can't even say it seismologists say about earthquakes today they say that there's no indication that the activity has increased or diminished okay so all with all that in mind we look at what the bible says about earthquakes and we first look uh, at what jesus said and here's when we have to make a point Jesus only spoke of earthquakes once. That's it. One time. All right. Matthew 24, 7, Mark 13, 8, Luke 21, 11. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. That's it. That is it. All right. Yet, people want to say that one of the signs of the last days is an increase in earthquake activity, famines, and pestilence. Pestilence, uh, depending on translations, will come in Luke 21, uh, 11. All right. So they're saying last days, an increase of these things. Jesus warned that these things would increase in frequency and intensity as this earth was prepare, preparing itself for its final cataclysmic event of destruction by God. But this is the only place in Matthew 24 that talks about earthquakes. And this is the only place where Jesus talks about it at all. So where do they get the increase of activity and intensity? There's nothing there that talks about increase activity and intensity. It simply says in various places, there will be famines and earthquakes. That's it. <laughs> not only are earthquakes not increasing, but the biblical text never indicated that they would. So from Matthew 24, we have most people have understood Jesus to be saying that earthquakes are, are a sign of the end of the world. Yet that's not what Jesus said. You jump up to the beginning. Okay, this is going to be old hat for you if you've been listening to me for some time. You go up the very very start of Matthew 24. Jesus came out from the temple, was going away from uh, when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him. And, and he said to them, do you not see all these things? 
Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. All right, so this, what is the subject of Matthew 24? It's the temple and then the um, the surrounding context then would be those who reject him, the nation of Israel, which would be Jerusalem. So Jesus points out the temple to his disciples saying it's going to be destroyed. All right, so the disciples ask, tell us when will these things happen? What, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Okay. It, it, when, okay. When, when will these happen? These things refers to the temple's destruction. The disciples point out the temple buildings. Jesus says, all these things are going to be destroyed. So it should be clear that they are asking, when will the temple be destroyed? When will our house be left desolate? Okay. After Jesus has said, uh, had said, just said about ju judgment on Jerusalem, uh, and then about not one stone being left upon another. The the response from the disciples is when, it makes complete sense. The second part then, what will be the sign of your coming, the end of the age? Okay, they had one thing on their mind, and that was the destruction of the temple. Because with the destruction of the temple, they connected the coming of Messiah and the end of the old covenant. So, again, these things, the destruction of the temple, it's connected with the end of the age. Some translation, the old King James will say end of the world. That becomes confusing, but that's not what it is. The Greek word is aeon. It means age. Okay, so it's not talking about the end of the physical world. It's a period of time is what age is. So end of the age is the end of the Jewish age. And the disciples knew that the fall of the temple and the destruction of the city would mean that the end of the Old Covenant age had happened and that the inauguration of the age to come, the new age, the new covenant, was fully consummated. Okay, so again, old hat, but it's like they're saying, hey, when will the temple be destroyed? What will be the sign of your presence in power and glory as Messiah in the end of the Jewish age? Okay, so... There is a unit, uh, well, unanimous, almost unanimous agreement here among commentators that disciples associated the fall of Jerusalem with the Lord's parousia and the end of the old covenant. So we move to Jesus's answers. See to it that no one, uh, see to it that no one misleads you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will mislead many. So who's them? In verse 4, because it says, And Jesus answered and said to them, It's the disciples. So you have to keep that in mind. This is audience relevance. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. Whatever Jesus' answers or answer means, it has to have meaning to them. Okay? Original uh, audience relevance. Okay? Um, uh, James Stuart Russell said, uh, it's impossible to read this section and fail to perceive its distinct reference to the period between our Lord's crucifixion and the destruction of Jerusalem. Every word is spoken to the disciples and to them alone. That's it. So Jesus tells them they're going to see false messiahs. And in the next verse, he tells them that they will hear of wars and rumors of wars, okay? 
wars are not a sign of the end. All right. Uh, because the end of verse six uh, clearly tells us that he says, uh, you'll be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened for those things must take place. But that is not yet the end. Later, he will tell them that when they see a war, not hear of one, but when they see a, see a particular war, that is when they are to flee from the city. Then Jesus tells them they will see nation fighting, nation, famines, pestilence, and earthquakes, which I've already read in verse 7. So did the, did the disciples experience earthquakes in their life? They did. Okay, so um, there's mentions of earthquakes at Rome. Uh, ta- I think it's, yeah, Tactus. Tatius. <laughs> Here, here's a quote from that time period. Frequent earthquakes occurred by which many houses were thrown down. Twelve populous cities of Asia fell in ruins from an earthquake. Okay, so in spite of Jesus's words, the end is not yet. Many take this out of context, and 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 label it the signs of the times trying to show that this or a battle a serious earthquake multiple earthquakes or a pandemic is a sign of Christ's imminent return all of these things though happened in the time period prior to 70 AD and the fall of Jerusalem they are not signs as we look back over history, you have to ask when was when was there a time that there were no wars, no famines, no pestilence, and earthquakes? All right these these things are not signs. Jesus said to his disciples that these things are the beginning of birth pains. In verse eight. Earthquakes were not signs to the disciples, therefore they are not signs today. Earthquakes are earthquakes. A virus pandemic is a a pandemic. A famine is a famine. Nothing more. Although they are devastating in many cases, it does not mean it's the end of the world. Because Jesus goes on and says, then they will deliver you. Who's he talking to? The disciples. You to tribulation. They'll kill you. You you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Who is to be delivered up and killed? The disciples. Jesus said the disciples would be afflicted, beaten, imprisoned. All right, They would be hated for his name's sake and some would be killed. They would be brought before councils and rulers and kings for a testimony and they would they would be given a mouth of wisdom which their adversaries would not be able to dispute. And the disciples experienced all of this before the fall of Jerusalem occurred in 70 AD just as Jesus said they would. It was all fulfilled in every de- detail. The disciples asked Jesus for a sign of the end then, okay? 
The first sign he gives them happens in verse 14. And when he says this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. All right. So remember, it's the disciples question. What shall be the sign of your coming? This is when he starts to get to the signs in the end of the age. All right. So unless we take this verse clear out of its context, then the end in view is end or destruction. Okay. Uh, I think I said that wrong. Unless we take this verse out of its setting, the end. Yeah. The end in view here is the end of the destruction that would come upon the temple and Jerusalem ending the Jewish age. Okay. Jerusalem is going to be destroyed, but first the gospel had to be preached to all nations. Okay. So if this happened within the first century, then all was fulfilled before 70 AD. And it was Paul. Paul says this a handful of times. Um, I've gone over it many times, but because of the hope laid up for you in heaven of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, just as in all the world, also it is constantly bearing fruit and increasing. That's from Colossians 1, 5, and 6. Um, uh, then, he, then he says, uh, it's been proclaimed in all creation under heaven. In Colossians 1, 23, uh, there's uh, many, many times, okay? Uh, we're not living in, in the last days, Okay. Look, we're, we're not. Paul said the gospel had been preached, okay? So Jesus was speaking in the, in the last days of the Old Covenant, all right? So um, because as Hebrews 9.26 says, otherwise he would have needed to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but now once at the consummation of the ages, he has been manifested to put away sin by the sacrifice himself. So when was it that Jesus appeared? He was born. He he was born not at the beginning, but at the end of the ages. Jesus was manifest at the end of the Jewish age, and Peter says the same thing. For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you. That's First Peter, one twenty. So Jesus came in the last days of the age. That was the old covenant age. This is the Jewish age. That age came to an end with the destruction of the temple, and it happened in 70 AD. So all these things that Jesus prophesied occurred during that time. Earthquakes, famines, pestilence, and they've been ongoing ever since. It's a part of what happens in the world. So they are not sign. A sign to us, they are not signs. They're not signs. All right? Uh, not signs at all. So, uh, <laughs> when, when you experience these things, and I, I'm pretty sure every one of us alive in 2020 has not experienced something like we are going through right now with COVID-19, with the shut-ins and the lockdowns and all that type of stuff. However, <clears throat> It doesn't mean it's never happened. It's just not happened in this way before with government control and trying to flatten the curve. Um, it's a virus, just like the flu, 
And the flu takes out a lot more most most of the time than than this has. Um, but it's starting to shape up to be about the same mortality rate as the flu. Um, and there, it may be a one-time deal and never happen again until the next one happens. All that being said, along with the earthquakes that have happened uh, this year, just within three months, that happens every single year as well. There's always earthquakes. There's there's dozens of earthquakes every day throughout the entire world. You can look this up. And it's part of the earth shifting and moving and releasing pressure. So viruses or pandemics, okay, the, the pestilence and earthquakes are just that. Virus spreading through communities and the, the earth with its plates moving up against one another. These are not signs of the times because that was not the sign that Jesus gave. Uh, therefore they can't be that there are no signs of the time (laughs) except for the one that Jesus gave to the ones, uh, who asked him the questions, which was his disciples in the first century. So do earthquakes and pestilence mean anything to us biblically for today? No, they don't. Uh, they really don't. Um, uh, does that mean, you know, whatever? Well, no, because those things are scary and they do devastate uh, communities and populations. Same with tornadoes um, and, and hurricanes and tsunamis. But are uh, people lose their lives and Christians lose their lives in those things as well. So is it judgment? No, I don't think so. But is it a sign of the end? Does it mean anything to us? Should we listen to the end time pundits and start uh, start declaring, oh, these are signs of the times, therefore the end is near? No, not at all. The end happened in 70 AD. When you leave the Bible in context and you read the full counsel of it, okay, from beginning to end through the lens of covenant relationship, th- the Bible speaks of no end. Therefore, this COVID-19, this pestilence is happening and the famine from the locusts that took place or <laughs> earlier, um, in the year or in late fall and the earthquakes that are happening are just the world doing what the world does and that's just plain plain and simple it, it it's not the end it's not a sign of times and i think you can prove that point when you read the bible in context All right, there's another episode. If you have any questions, comments, disagreements, you can send them my way at the Kingdom Project Podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, be a mustard seed, be 11. Thank you for listening.